0: hello
1: hello (laughs) should we drink a
0: beer uh every day of my life let me pour you one that's my glass
1: (laughs) (laughs) what are we drinking here so oh that's not very much i'll give you more um this (laughs) is (laughs) saint benedict's breakfast oh it smells good Oh, yeah. This is special coconut curry variant. Uh, It is a spiced coconut and coffee double. A Belgian-style dark ale brewed with toasted coconut, garam masala spices, oatmeal, and cafe feminino Peru coffee. There's a lot of things going on. So much going on. And I'm down with all the things. Um, this is from Haw River Farmhouse Ales. They are out. Uh, where are you from, guys? <laughs> and, da, 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 so this is one of your
0: uh, velour. What are they called?
1: Um, Why can't I think of their name? Tabor. Yeah, brewed and canned in. Oh, Saksapaha. I'm saying that.
0: We're off to a real good. I said Valour instead of Tavor, so we're doing really good. So,
1: (laughs) yes, I got this from Tavor, which is a um, membership brew thing, beer. It's like a beer Beer membership.
0: They ship you one of those subscription boxes, but for beer, essentially. Yeah,
1: sort of. But you don't pay unless you go on the app and you're like, yes, I want that one. I want three of them. It's
0: available everywhere.
1: I think so. They're out of Tuckwilla, Washington. Um, I've heard amazing things, get a lot of cool stuff. I really love them. They have, I mean, every single day they have so many different things. There's an app, maybe I'll share my link if uh, (laughs) if you guys are good. Um, (laughs) so I'm gonna try to say this again. It's from Saxapaha, North Carolina. Um, if you're from there or just anywhere in North Carolina and you know how I'm saying this wrong, please tell me how I'm how this is supposed to be said, but um. I'm super excited to oh, taste that. That's this. delicious, isn't it? I You know, it's
0: funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> Courtney is uh, having a situation over here. She's still a little here. Uh, <laughs> we're putting the ass back in class over here. Yeah.
1: I got <laughs> all the ass. We, we ass. both do. Yeah,
0: we both call, yeah. So um, much ass.
1: Beer, Jeez, so I, how do I get it on that side of my page? No, I'm
0: not sure. We've I, had half a beer today. Well, since we've been sitting here.
1: Yeah, just I've, to... had, I've had a couple
0: oh. today, but that was oh, of them today.
1: Oh, yeah, because you had a meeting. Good, yeah. Lucky bitch.
0: <laughs> uh, anyhow, with the combination of things in this, I wasn't sure if it was going to actually be that good. Yeah. It is delicious.
1: I mean, that's a lot of stuff to get get the reins on. Sometimes beer
0: that has like too many things going on it's trying too hard i'm not a fan because it's rare that they get all of the things done perfectly to where they
1: balance Mm. really well
0: so if it's like a lot of really extreme flavors sometimes it doesn't work.
1: you smell that coffee right off the bat
0: for sure and you can taste all the spices the coconut
1: for sure it's really Mm -hmm. good i do love it i am a sucker for some coconut porter Mm -hmm. so
0: you know I think if somebody wants to give me coconut porter, yeah, I uh, one of my favorite ones that I turn to mush mm. every time I have it is Coco Jones from Black Raven. Same. That beer is so good. I it's yeah, that's one of my favorites of all the time. Oh my god, it's if you love coconut and you can get your hands, we on we should it, go yeah, there. We should. I have a good friend who works for them. Maybe okay. I can. Yeah him to set that up for us
1: and maybe he can tell us some sort of crazy story he knows about and record with us
0: oh my, he would love that I, unfortunately for him he used to live across the street from me he and his roommate uh, sorry he's now a married guy mm-hmm. but he and his roommate lived across the street and it was kind mm-hmm. of one of those like it felt like when you're 12 and you live in a suburb and you're like yeah. their porch lights on i know they're awake oh yeah drink beer until.
1: oh uh, we used to have neighbors next door here like that that we would look out and like oh Their truck's there. Yeah.
0: And and they live a little further now. um, And, you know, we work opposite shifts. um, Mm -hmm. But his wife is really great, too. They're really... They're a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, this is really good. Again, it's it's still savory. It's it's not... uh, perfectly carbonated, too. Like, sometimes with a darker beer, it's less carbonated. Mm -hmm. And that...
0: No, it's really good. It's really nice. What... The place we can't pronounce, North Carolina. Cool. Baha. I'm not going to lie. This is sort of like we're stumbling through the beginning of this here. <laughs> and it's going to continue to be that way because my story <sighs> takes place in Gonda and I cannot pronounce like a lot of the names
1: of people in my story. And you so... are <laughs> Ashley Toten. I am. I'm Ashley Toten. And I'm Courtney Jacobson. I'm going second today. Because last week I went first, um, and this is Seattle on tap. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna drink more of my coffee beer. It's really good. <laughs> All right. Tell me a story. So we're still in quarantine mode. Mm-hmm. It's
0: a thing that's happening. Um, so I've been doing a lot of reading, mm-hmm. and I found a story I had never heard of. Um. Which I was surprised, because you and I are like huge, true crime nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, and both have interests in things that involve like reading about cults and things. It's more of like a morbid fascination.
1: The creepy stuff. side of life.)
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And this is one I'd never heard of, and it is kind of a big deal. Uh, again, oh. I apologize in advance because I can barely pronounce most of the names on this, <laughs> but I'm going to try really hard. There might be a lot of, like, me really sounding it out really hard. We're, we're going it.
1: it looks like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God Massacre. Um, The massacre took place in the year 2000, by the way. Hmm. So That's why I was really surprised. I've never heard of it because it's pretty
1: recent. Interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to just start calling it the movement instead of saying their entire crazy long name.
1: And where was it?
0: In Uganda, in Africa.
1: Huh.
0: Uh, Southwest to be specific. Okay. Uh, All right. So the movement was a religious movement founded by, here we go with names,
1: Gretonia
0: mm-hmm. Merwindi, Joseph Kibweri, and mm-hmm. B. Tate. I am probably saying all those wrong, and I'm so sorry, but let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in Uganda in the 1980s after Merwindi and Kibweri, mm-hmm. again, yeah, probably saying it wrong. I might be saying it a different way every time, too. Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Claimed that they were seeing visions of the Virgin Mary. Oh. The primary leaders were. All the people are just named, plus Kamagara. these are last names, okay. and Kasparari. Hmm. Uh, the founding of the movement has been traced back to, I'm going to just go by her first name, Credonia's father, Paolo Kachaku, why can I not say these things? <laughs> In 1960, he claimed to have a vision of his diseased daughter, Evangelista. Um, he said that she told him he would have visions of heaven. He claims this prediction came true in 1988 when he saw Jesus Christ, the Virgin Mary, and Saint Joseph. Oh, his daughter claimed to have similar visions, and at the time was in a virgin cult, which <laughs> is you know uh-huh. other cults that focus on the Virgin Mary and Mary, Mary, Mary. In 1989, Kashaku uh, instructed her to spread the message uh, across Uganda, and on the orders of the Virgin, on the orders of the Virgin Mary. Hmm. That year, she met up with Joseph Kabwiriti. I can't say that name. Kabwiriti. Y'all are picking up and I'm putting down. Um, He claimed to also be having visions of the Virgin Mary, and his first was in 1984, he says. Interesting. Um, Credonia also claimed to have had similar visions in a cavern near where his house was in Uganda. In 1989, the two met and formed the movement of the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God with the mission of spreading the Virgin's message Message about the apocalypse. <laughs> the group grew quickly and also attracted several defrocked Catholic priests and nuns who worked as uh, theologians. Yeah, I know. It sounds like really. Like, you, you're not allowed. Yeah. Give me your fans. No, you're um, naked. <laughs> they uh, also had a, a excommunicated priests join, um, one of <laughs> whom who was a very well respected doctor as well as a priest um, hmm. and he received degrees in the United States so he they were kind of using him initially to like attract members like
1: piggyback on his credits for sure yeah
0: and um, that guy sold all of his and this is a uh, name I can't say the Kabuertiri whatever his name is I'm sorry I'm butchering his name so hard right yep
1: <laughs> <laughs> tear yeah yep. I don't know it's real hard. Um, I'm not that hard. cool
0: I'm going to just keep trying um, he sold his three other properties uh, his car and all his milling machines to increase funds for the increasing number of disciples by the late 1990s the church was a thriving community set amongst pineapple and banana plantations yeah which sounds dreamy right I like them both um, I also just watched um, this last year when it came out uh, what's it called
1: I don't know you watched it you tell me (laughs) shut up Courtney (laughs) midsummer oh yeah I haven't seen that I was told I wouldn't like it
0: I love it um it is you're looking (laughs) at it it's the reason I mentioned it is that it sounds like this you get yeah what a beautiful place and And that horrible shit yeah um so members lived communally on this land, uh, that they bought and they were all pooling their assets, which they had to settle basically to join the movement. Interesting. Which by the way, if you ever join a group and they tell you to get rid of all of your things, I wouldn't it's join that. Probably group. a bad idea. Just yeah. FYI. Run the other way.
1: So keep your shit. <laughs>
0: Credonia claimed to have received messages from the Virgin Mary through hidden telephone system that communicated through inanimate
1: <laughs> objects.
0: Again, cool.
1: Cool. Was cool. bananas. Did they use banana phones? Probably. They probably did. It was banana phones. <laughs> the movement built
0: houses for recruitment, indoctrination, worship, and a school. Hmm. Uh, the year 2000 was settled on to be the date that the apocalypse would happen.
1: And... I grew up in that cult. They did it <laughs> differently, though.
0: I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to mention that, but if you want to talk about it, you're more walk. welcome. So in
1: 1992,
0: the group was ordered out of the area they were in by the village elders, and they had to move to the uh, Kanangu district um, of Uganda. Um, Credonia's father owned this property, and he gave it to them. It was some really enormous, gorgeous property mm. for them to use. Nice. In 1994, um, one of the former priests that had come on, um, his name was Paul Igazir, I believe is how you say his name. Okay. He left the, sanct, or the sect, rather, and took 70 of the members with him. And then by 1997, uh, according to a filing with the government, the movement's membership was listed at nearly 5,000 people, which wow. is lots of people okay. that they, yeah, know.
1: Mm.
0: Um, in 1998, the Ugandan press reported the movement had been shut down for unsanitary conditions, the use of child <laughs> labor, and possible kidnapping of children, but were allowed to reopen by the government.
1: Good. What the? So again, no.
0: this is like when you hear about serial killers that have been arrested for sex crimes and violence, and then they just keep getting released, and they just keep hurting and killing people, and you're like, yeah. what in the flying hell? Happened oh. Here? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then in 1999 a state owned newspaper called New Vision interviewed a teenage mm-hmm. member and he said the world the world ends next year and there is no time to waste some of our leaders talk directly to God and any minute now when the end comes every believer who will be will be at an as of yet undisclosed spot and will be saved Oh, so they were brainwashing people um, with the new year looming, leaders began urging members to confess their sins and prepare for the end. Mm. They sold other clothes all their cattle. Past members were re recruited, um, and all the work like field work was stopped. January 1st, 2000 passed with no apocalypse. Shock, surprise, y'all.
1: We're still here. We're 20 years here. later. I mean, it feels pretty apocalyptic. <laughs> um, I'll but, drink on that.
0: And shocking you, I'm sure not at all, the movement began to fall apart. Members started asking leaders questions concerning their visions and also wondering what their payments had gone to. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's believed that because members had to give up all their money in possession, they began rebelling and demanding the return of their money. And it's believed that this was the response, the direct response of all the leaders.
1: I mean, you give a deadline and you don't follow through. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting? Mm-hmm. Your Yelp <sighs> review is going down. Sorry, I had
0: to whet my whistle with more
1: of that here. It's <laughs> whistle. You got to whet my whistle. Ooh, we should talk about where that saying comes from sometime. <laughs> we should. I'll write that down. Uh, so
0: the immediate response from the elders was, we'll just bust out another prediction for Apocalypse Date. For sure, this one this time. <sighs> oh, for reals. Which was March 17,
1: 2000. Um, and this would
0: be the new end of the world.
1: That's not a lot of turnaround time for them. No,
0: <laughs> it is now. Um, and they were quoted as saying that the doomsday would come with ceremony and finality.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So the movement
0: held a huge party at the, excuse me, the plantation they had at Kanungu. They roasted three bowls and drank 70 crates of soft drinks, which is kind of hilarious. Cause you're like, dang, you guys went crazy. You
1: drank soda. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's wow. a lot of sugar. You that are not going to get sugar. to sleep tonight. <laughs>
0: All joking aside. Shortly (laughs) after
1: the members
0: arrived at the party, the nearby villagers heard an explosion. The building was completely gutted in an intense fire that killed all 530 in attendance, including lots of children. The windows and doors had all been boarded up, preventing people to leave. Dicks. The fire alerted Ugandan authorities as to what had been happening in the movement. And several days before movement leader, again with the names to Babu questioner. I like it, I'm Babu Sorry, I'm real sorry <laughs> uh, He was seen buying 50 liters Of sulfuric acid, which may mm. have Been the thing that started the yeah. fire Another party was planned for the 18th, which officials believe the sect leaders Used and announced to trick the authorities As to what their plans were And kind of the like, be like, oh, but we had two There was just a tragic accident at The I'm um, bad at learning All five principal cult leaders were assumed To have died in that fire However, Handy. four days after the fire, police yeah. started investigating the movement's other properties and found hundreds of bodies. Ugh. Six bodies were discovered and had been sealed in the, like, basically the, the outhouse or restroom area of the oh. compound that exploded uh, as well. Which I assume were, they were in the restroom and they were like, oh, those people could run away and get away. We need to barricade them in. Oh, geez. I think it's sort of, that was my interpretation of what I, you know, yeah. about it. Um, they also found 153 bodies at a compound in Bungage I, so in my defense I tried to Google how to say all this shit and I couldn't find any response so maybe the whole world doesn't know how to pronounce it
1: <laughs> like, you have to saying, be African in order yeah. to be able to I was like,
0: and you're not cool enough I need to know how to say these and I was like nope I guess I don't I'm just so not cool you know fun with pronunciation mm. should be. the channel. failure edition um, yeah <laughs> this is like, so sad a really good story i just can't say the names <laughs> um 155 bodies were found at katra babu's estate where they had all been poisoned and stabbed 155 people were poisoned stabbed. and instead
1: and then another
0: 81 bodies lay under uh one of the other folks farm oh my god police stated that they had uh all been murdered about three weeks before the church fire oh wow so these just- people were murderers. Oh They're God. horrible, horrible people. Um, other than the individuals who died in the fire, medical examiners determined that the majority of the dead members had been poisoned. The police concluded that the final death toll of all of those things combined was about 924. Oh, wow. It is enormous. Again, I don't know how we've never heard about this. That is a shitload of people. Wow. Yeah.
1: Uh. uh I, I- I have very, like, surprised looks on my face right now. Yeah. Corby looks like I just smacked you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fine. I'll get you back in a minute. Yes, you will. <laughs> we oh, you God. Um, four, and just, like, imagining all these people running around, like, don't stab me, you know, and then, or being like, and then dealing with dead bodies for three weeks. In, I know african heat and oh
0: well and the poor people like you have to be sobering that are so yes still such believers after it's been
1: proven not to be real yeah you still have so much faith in these people and then they kill you i would imagine that they probably i mean they're wanting their stuff they're demanding their stuff back and they're not you know these people are telling them whatever excuses and Mm -hmm. so then they're just like what else are we gonna do we like they have to feel just at such a loss. Yeah,
0: they literally have nothing now.
1: Yeah, like that's their, they committed their whole lives to it. And so, Ugh,
0: it's so rough. Get out of a cult. Jeez. Don't oh, be I'm in mad. a cult. Just don't do it. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Look Stress at me. I survived. Just leave it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Courtney, Jason, Jacobson, court and Jacobson, cult survivor. I can't speak English <laughs> at all now. So that's
1: <laughs> Just drink some more beer. You'll okay. be fine. That's, yeah, I'll fix it. Uh, oh okay
0: um keep going (laughs) after after interviews and investigations were concluded the police ruled out um cult suicide and instead considered it to be a mass murder which is very true um and it was conducted by uh the movement leadership this was based on the discovery of bodies elsewhere and the fact that the church had been boarded up the presence of explosives and the possible disappearance of leaders Additionally, witnesses and past members of the movement leadership had never spoken of mass suicide when they were preparing members for the end of the world. The Ugandan president said that in the event of a mass murder by the priests, for this was a mass murder uh, by priests for monetary gain. Wow. The vice president said, "These are exact quotes, by the way. These people were callously and well orchestrating a mass murder uh, perpetrated by the network of diabolic." malevolent criminals masquerading as religious people. Although it was assumed that the five leaders died in the fire, police now believe that, again with the names, uh, Kibberti and uh, Predonia Merwindi may still be alive and have issued international oh. warrants for their arrest.
1: Wow. In 2014,
0: it was announced by the Ugandan National Police that there were reports of seeing Kibberti hiding out in Malawi. So wow. they're probably all alive. Well, most of them. I don't know how old
1: these people actually were. Yeah. But I... 2014. It's, I mean... That's not... That not long. terribly long ago.
0: Wow. Real heavy. Yeah. I I mean, aside from the fact that I can't pronounce anything in this story, I cannot believe i never heard about this. Yeah. This is a gigantic mass murder. And I, I feel like we would have had smaller ones in the world that have been more noteworthy. Yeah. Um, and this one's pretty serious, especially if all the members are still at large.
1: That goes to show how our our news in the states is so self centered.
0: And ironically, what how I saw this. Speaking of that, yeah, like BBC. Oh, and then I, I, I sent me down a rabbit hole because they yeah. were announcing it's been 20 years or whatever. Okay. Exactly, on March 17th. Well, right, yeah. So they were, like, the anniversary of this horrible thing that evidently nobody's fucking heard of. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I thought that people should probably hear about it. And also, it might make people look into it and then maybe recognize these
1: people's faces if they Google them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe. Catch them, catch them, catch them. Burn them in fire or something horrible so that they can feel how an ounce of what any of those people felt. Jesus. 925. That's horrendous. makes me sense Poor so. people. Well I would say Sorry. Like, yeah, I mean, I it. it has a good ending. <laughs> it does. Okay. Um, a little bit of a warning, trigger warning. Um, in complete honesty, this this is gonna be a story um, that involves a lot of violence and um and rape so if that is something you do not want to listen to go ahead and fast forward to maybe the last three or five minutes of our episode Mm -hmm. and do not subject yourself to that um but if you want to hear about a rape case that um i was in a witness in and helped put the guy away yes he was caught and is in jail serving a lot of time. Good. Not enough, but never, we'll get there never someday. Enough. Yeah, it's never enough. We're getting there. Um, then, yeah, stay along. So, um, as a, we've mentioned many times, I am a bartender. And um, as bartenders, we occasionally see some shady people. And this is the time that I... Um, Had to testify in a rape case because of it. So um, back in February of 2017, it was, I believe, a Wednesday night. I was working in my bar and um, a guy that was somewhat of a regular, I mean, enough to where we recognized him, he would a lot of times come in and have quote unquote friends A kind of a posse with him not always the same people but he was he was generally always coming in to show off like he um wanted to show whomever he was with that he was a popular guy um he always boasted about how he was an owner of a local um small restaurant in the area and um
0: sounds like a tool
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) um (laughs) I remember one of the first times I had served him he decided I was somebody cool enough that he could like deem as I'm making like shady faces like me whatever faces um (laughs) he he deemed I was like one of the cool people that he could deem a homie whatever like whatever Um, like I'm going to give him a hookup or something, you know, we have those that come in sometimes anyway. Um, and, uh, he was talking about how he had somewhat recently gotten out of jail and he didn't really want to talk about it, but it was a bullshit case, blah, blah, blah. And he was happy to be out and was fortunate enough to be an owner of this. It's, uh, a franchise Jones barbecue in in the uh in the little west seattle area um anyway i was always kind of curious but i also kind of didn't want to know because i had to deal with this guy from time to time and um i kind of felt like if i knew too much he might like i don't know i just you know, sometimes you just don't want to know. You want to have
0: that layer of. I would say 80% of the time, I don't yeah, want to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Majority people of the time, time, you're just
0: like. Whole life story, which is. <sighs> there's people I really care and I want to yes, know. Yes, definitely. But if you just walked in and I don't really know you, I don't need to know everything about that you. That
1: doesn't know. need to become my burden, basically. I realize
0: it's sort of what my job is, too.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> that's how we all feel. Yes. Um, anyway, so. That evening, he came in with a friend of his and I had seen her uh, like three, four times in the past, not with him. She just um, was another local person, friends with people in the industry. Um, And they had come in to get together and he was like, oh, yeah, do you know my buddy? And I'm going to not say her name. Um yeah, she okay. deserves all of the protection. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um I also now that you're starting to tell this, I think I I've heard about this. I'm
1: sure you have. Yeah. This was a pretty big deal in the area for a while. Yeah. Um and while I said this happened in twenty seventeen, I um testified in the case a year ago. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, Less than a year ago. You know, it hasn't been a full yeah, a it hasn't year. been a full year. So no no no. It has, yeah, it has just now been a full year that I testified. It was two years. Yeah, February 2019 was when the case finally happened. So two full years for it to even. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, Um He came in, the two of them together, hanging out. Um, where I work, it's a local hangout, and so you can come in by yourself and just kind of envelop yourself into the group that develops of the evening um, and it was a slow enough but a handful of people probably 20-30 people in the bar that where it was good enough size group where and it was all locals so mm-hmm. the two of them were just socializing with everybody not necessarily together the whole time um, and she's very she's a pretty small person Um, I'm short, I'm five, two, and she was probably my height, maybe an inch or two taller and just, just a really small build. So thin and not, not one that could carry liquor, you know, could hold liquor quite as well as some of the rest of us. And, um, so I kind of was keeping an eye on her. And at one point she had gone off and sat at a table and, was looking at her phone and I noticed that a shot that he bought for her was just kind of still sitting in front of her. And after a while, I just went and took it, Mm -hmm. poured it out. Um, I noticed that throughout the night she was kind of leaving drinks on purpose. And so I would just throw them out Mm -hmm. and just, and she was definitely drinking more of her water. And I kept filling that kind of a deal. Like I, as a female bartender i for sure watch out for more women than men that come in sorry guys (laughs) um and uh anyway so she was she was pretty intoxicated by the time they left but i knew um you know every all the signs pointed to them just being buddies Mm -hmm. everything they said was that they were just buddies they had been friends forever and um they and the weird thing is she really just did not drink that much when she was there so that always kind of stuck in my mind like did he slip or something was there something because well I mean if you're running food and you have to run off to get it or something and plenty of and time yeah time. on a Wednesday night I'm the only one there in the bar so um sorry
0: that was my tissue <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> um And, you know, and people go outside to smoke, and we're in Seattle, which is, you know, an area that smoking marijuana is legal, and that happens from time to time. So she may have gone outside and smoked some weed and come back in, and so who knows? Anyway, all of the speculation. Uh, So by the time they left, um, they close out their tab, everything's fine, they decide... um, leave together whatever and as they're going down the hallway which where i work there's this hallway long hallway that's out of view of majority of the bar and but we do have security cameras and i later saw from the security cameras that he had kind of pressed her up against the wall in a semi-playful way um to try and make out with her and she did that thing that all of us females have done where you kind of pivot and lean away
0: and because it's super bad if you're like a really forward lady and they are like no fuck
1: off i don't want to make out with you you know yeah we'll get there someday um but yeah so she you know politely pivoted away from his efforts to make out with her in the hallway um they left i didn't hear any you know no big deal i move on with my night the next day, I have a message from a friend that is that runs a local brewery, and he was asking, "Did you did you see these two people?" His name is Chase Hansen. Um, her name is pretty well protected all over the internet, so I'm going to continue yeah. that.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but uh, did you see Chase or? this girl let's call her Karen because that's so not even close to her name <laughs> sure. um did you see uh Chase and Karen um last night and did they seem okay and um and just kind of peppering me with questions in this message and so I called him and the two of us were talking, and he said, "Well, something happened. She's at Harborview, oh. which is our level one trauma center yeah, it's hospital. If
0: something really bad happens to you or in a horrible accident or something. Yeah, if you have you to be
1: life flighted and anywhere in the state, you're going to Harborview. Um, <clears throat> so she was there, and um, he said something really bad happened to her last night, and he was just trying to piece together what happened." Apparently he had seen the two of them um, before they had come up to my bar. Uh, So I'm scrambling, like, okay, thinking through the night, I'm telling him everything that I saw. And he said, okay, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. But, okay, I'll keep you posted. I'm going to figure out what's going on. Um, Like I said, that was a Wednesday night that they were in the bar. Fast forward to Friday when I was, again, getting ready to – get into my shift. And, uh, some, one of my coworkers came up and said, there's a police officer up in the front that wants to talk to you. So I go up there. She goes through the, all of our security footage with me. And the officer proceeds to tell me that, um, Karen we'll call her, uh, had been injured very badly, had some head injuries And had gone to a neighbor's house, called for help, and was potentially raped that evening. So she wanted to go through all the footage with me and have me explain, like, is, you know, point out who's this, who's that, who's talking, you know, kind of point out all of the people in the bar and basically just walk through all the possibilities of the evening. Mm -hmm. And then we went through and, and anyway, so gave my statement. Um, and then I really just don't hear much of anything about it uh, until several months. And then I get a call from the Washington state prosecutor's office and their, um, or no King County, King County prosecutor's office. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're wanting my, my, the rest of my contact info so they can send me my summons. Mm -hmm. I am a the last person to have seen the two of them before she was before they
0: basically.
1: Well, so after they left the bar, he decided to drive, which they had told me they had walked up. And so if you walk up to the bar, then you should be walking back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they, he had driven, they got in an act, they got in a wreck And um, we don't know yet if he purposefully wrecked. That's all speculation at this point. Um, But her head hit the windshield, which caused her to um, have a stroke. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And so she was, and then because she was injured and basically incapacitated and couldn't fight back, instead of pulling off you know, dealing with the wreck or anything, you know, a a decent human would do, he takes her to his place, proceeds to rape her. Ugh. And then she wakes up Shit, out of it, crawls away, goes to her neighbor's house, a neighbor's house that she happened to know that was a friend of hers. She's naked and bloody, oh,
0: God.
1: can barely speak, and they get her to, they call 911, and get her to Harborview. Um, by the time the police could get to her in the hospital, the stroke was still, she had still had a lot of damage mm-hmm. to, with her brain injury that all she could say was, I, I, I'm, I, I, oh, that's God. it. That's all. So she could not say her name. Which just kills me. And of course, you know, probably on the inside, she's like, "This is what happened. Yeah. Somebody saved me." And blah blah. Yeah. Like, oh God. And um, later, she testified on her own behalf and and really brutally describes everything that happened. And it's uh, I'll save you those details. Um, anyone on Reddit can probably find that video. There's a news video of some of her her testimony and it's, it's pretty heart wrenching. Um, But uh, she eventually recovered enough to where, like I said, she could um, testify and just spell it all out with so much strength. I, I will tell you that when I had to testify, just having been the person to serve some some drinks and and have to deal with question upon question of the nature of their relationship that was hard Mm -hmm. I cannot even imagine being in the same room as the person that did this to you not only threatened your life of you know you potentially passing away from this head injury and wreck and not getting help like a decent human would, but then to go further with it and just steal that safety and ravage—ugh, oh, oh, its the worst. Sounds like a psychopath of the worst of people. Um, I'm
0: sorry, I need to take a drink. This yeah,
1: is a lot. please do. I kind of do too. So break for drinks. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So, um, he was found guilty of five felonies. Hooray for the justice system actually giving a shit finally. Um, he was guilty of witness tampering, assault with sexual motivation, vehicle, vehicular assault, and rape. Good. Um... Unfortunately, our justice system failed our pseudo Karen because he was, he probably should have been in jail still uh, beforehand. He was convicted of killing a two year old recently. Um, it was in the year 2000, so 17 years prior. Oh, shit. Um, he was convicted in 2001 of it. Um, but due to a completely fucked up loophole, they let him out early and I'm not fully, excuse me, burps, um, not fully versed in law and everything. Obviously I'm a bartender. Um, but there was this loophole that his, lawyer found and they they came back and said that they couldn't they couldn't keep him they couldn't give him as long a sentence because of the what they were basing it on basically premedit it was like pre not premeditated but um basically the, some the way they utilized his violence
0: Like it was more of an accidental death sort of a situation. Yeah. Or manslaughter. Mm-hmm.
1: So it was his girlfriend's, his girlfriend at the time's two year old daughter. And I'm going to not say those names because. This was
0: also in the hood, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. So I lived. So, well, no,
1: it was in uh, Renton that happened. But um, our local news source, the West Seattle blog, did reference it. Okay. Yeah, so I you probably I, read it. it. Yeah. you and I both are avid blog Um, readers um avid west Seattle blog readers sorry um but yeah so the weirdest turn of events is I am six degrees of separation to that mother that was his then girlfriend that he killed the two-year-old he like kicked her down the stairs yeah and um but yeah so Unfortunately, because of this terrible loophole, he was able to get free and then own a business and then do this thing again. Um, um, so really terrible situation, but thankfully he's going to be in jail for the next 25 years and hopefully be too old and decrepit to... Or at least too fat and old, or I don't know <laughs> some sort of something in my mind that will make him incapable of doing any of this to anybody else. Or maybe something will happen in jail and we
0: get stuck longer. Maybe more things will come out of that. Yeah,
1: I mean he's clearly got anger issues. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy.
0: Both the women that I mean, the two-year-old passing away is horrible. I can't. Mm-hmm. That mom is probably like forever. Oh yeah. Traumatized.
1: I actually spoke to, um, so when you are a witness and you are testifying in a case, you're not allowed to actually sit in the room, mm-hmm. in the courtroom, unless you're actually testifying. Right. And so I was out in the hallway for the majority of the time that I was even there. And at one point they went to a recess, recess before, I was able to go in and give my testimony. And so when they went on recess, this woman came out and happened to sit next to me. And she's like, so do you know if they're just kind of asking questions? I was like, honestly, I don't even know. I'm just the bartender that happened to see them before this horrific stuff happened. She's like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not, as familiar with this case, I'm the grandma of the two-year-old that ugh, the, that he God. murdered. I'm just here because none of the rest of the family can really I deal with it still, anything, and yeah. I just want to be a show of solidarity for the fact that he needs to be
0: held accountable, for held accountable, and that he needs done. to not
1: be out on the streets and no. able to do anything to anybody else. So,
0: ugh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Good strong grandma, though. Yikes.
1: Yeah, she she was really sweet. I'm I'm not a religious person. I don't uh, do all the the God stuff, as you can probably tell from my comments during your story. But uh, she was really, really sweet. She had like a little prayer book thing she was looking at mm-hmm. and um, said, some said, like, God bless you or something like that for being here. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you yeah. know yeah I was summoned but yes i'm I'm here to do absolutely anything I can do to get him put away because he and this is something I didn't even mention, but you know when you get a feeling for someone, and generally, especially as bartenders, we are pretty much spot on, oh yeah, he seemed kind of smarmy, I guess, in the way that like. He just was desperate for people to think he was cool, mm-hmm. but he also seemed, he was really, really good at putting off that vibe of, I just want people to be my friend. Like, I'm, I'm a
0: good guy. maybe awesome.
1: I'm awkward, but I'm a good guy. Yeah. And he was, re- I mean, he had, he had lots of people that came into my bar with him. Lots of different people and uh, lots of different people that, be- that bought into his awesome. show yeah. that he was a good dude. And even when I was testifying I look over and he's got this look uh, like he was a wounded puppy. And I'm like, wow, that's such a convincing look. And it's really
0: manipulative, too. A- exactly.
1: And I just was angered to my core that he could pull that off. And that the jury sitting right next to me could potentially get, con- you know, convinced yeah. that that was real. Luckily, they they did not. But
0: damn it wouldn't be the first time it's yeah happened. It probably will be the last time so our
1: fears are validated some people out there are really terrible it's true <laughs> that's part of why we have the interest we have yeah probably just at least for me <laughs>
0: yeah
1: true. i mean true
0: crime is like my speaking of grandmothers my grandma when Mm -hmm. we were younger she used to want to watch rescue 911 and all these shows oh yeah um and then that evolved to you know like america's most wanted exactly yeah exactly and and of course also turned into speaking of uh, uh america's most wanted John Walsh would be yeah. explaining stories. And my grandma would turn to me like in her armchair and be like, oh. and this is why you never take rights from strangers. Or like <laughs> some
1: like very token. Make this a thing. lesson yeah. moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But I grew up
0: in a family of um, it was my sister and I with our mom and our grandma. So it's a household of women. So they're yeah. all about aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. These are the things to look out for. Don't let people fool you. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And I've had like a slew of bad things happened in my life. Yeah. All of which like my, again, like I think an important thing to teach all young women and young men, honestly, for that matter too. If somebody grabs you ever, my mom used to be like, don't ever worry about being nice. If yeah. you feel threatened, you start headbutting, biting, kicking, scratch, whatever you have to do yep. as long as you get away. Yeah. And I had that happen when I was in high school and was full on flailing like a psychopath and screaming on top of my lungs and headbutting and biting and scratching.
1: And and, and even if someone is just them, yeah, and even sometimes. if someone is just walking up to you with purpose that you don't know, be rude. Yeah, I told you, um, <laughs> I was walking home. I
0: don't close the bar anymore. Yeah, but I used to. A yeah. Lot. And I was. Oh. I carry a stun gun. Yeah. And now I carry a taser, but I used to carry a stun gun. Yeah. And I was walking home from work, and I may or may not have. Decided I would drink a can of beer when I was walking home. Don't yeah, judge. Whatever. Don't hate. Um, but anyway, I'm walking home and I had the stun gun in one hand, and some really crazy guy came walking mm-hmm. out of one of the buildings near my place of work. Yeah. And starts yelling all kinds of, hey girl, blah, blah, blah. Come over here and talk to me, blah, 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 whatever, you know. That's a bag thing. of nopes. And it's three something in the morning. Yeah. My exact response was, hold up stun gun and mm-hmm. fire it off and let it arc in the air. A little, dish, dish. yeah And the guy's, of course, his response is, oh my god, I just want to ask you a question. I just said, there is literally nothing that you and I need to talk about at 3 o'clock in the morning. Fuck yeah. off. And he just looked at me like, that bitch is Itch. crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah no, I am. So don't. <laughs> I'm yeah. totally fine with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I... I do close the bar. That's all I do. And when I leave, it's, yeah, 3, 3.30 in the morning, and I I leave out an alley and... <laughs> yeah. Sketchy. <laughs> go by a park where sometimes people are sleeping and... And or having a hoot nanny. Or, yeah, sort of whatever. There's... There. There's... Yeah. And I've got my route of where it's well lit, and I don't give a fuck that I'm jaywalking because it's safer for me, mm-hmm. and I have a I have mace in one hand and a taser in the other yeah. and yeah you're not
0: <laughs> if you come at me you're going down you're, you're not gonna
1: if you come close to me
0: and despite all thing.
1: my warnings and everything no
0: <laughs> yeah and here's the thing
1: I don't really want to have
0: to ever tase somebody I yeah. don't really want to ever spray somebody with pepper spray yeah. I fucking will yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I just don't even mess around and uh, you're totally right that's another like um, safety thing I do is if I am walking home later mm. at night, I mm-hmm. will walk right in the middle of the street. Yeah. Because I'm like, worst case is a cop rolls by and is like, why are you walking in the middle of the street? And I say, it's, it's a better sidewalks lit are dark. There's <laughs> bushes and trees everywhere. Yeah. It's better lit and I feel safer and it gives me a better chance if somebody tries to attack
1: me. Unless you want to give me a ride home.
0: <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink.
1: <laughs> um, Which, I mean, most will.
0: Oh yeah, they totally will. I don't. I don't know. I mean, when I moved up here, I was a little bit afraid of cops because mm-hmm. growing up in Southern California, mm-hmm. uh, you heard a lot of things, and especially like I lived in a poorer neighborhood that yeah. they would be. You know, everybody was scared of cops a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I was a little nervous. Seattle cops, I have to say, I know there's some bad seeds. Yeah, I have to say we have um, pretty great police officers. We do in Seattle.
1: This South Precinct, I think is one of the better ones, yeah. I would say. I actually
0: yeah. have a few friends that work for the Southwest Precinct and mm-hmm.
1: they're fantastic Oh yeah, humans. I know them as well. Yeah, yeah. They're I love them. Humans. Love them. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They probably know that we're talking about them. <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> they also probably are like, oh God, don't talk about walking and drinking beer. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You didn't hear that.
0: I need one of those things in Men in Black where they can erase memories
1: except they can't see us (laughs) (laughs) we have have to invent like a a tone that will erase memories
0: here's this bad thing yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh let's uh, we should talk about a happy thing to to close out the close out our tabs with a, a good happiness I don't know anything right now. I can edit to close out some time, but
0: oh, what's a good thing.
1: Sunshine, no.
0: The sun is nice. I walked all the way here. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of far. Yeah. I mean, it's not like insanely far. I mean, there's a big hill. Far. It's a really big hill. <laughs> and I'm not going to even lie, I stopped twice on that hill. Like, oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it been, been there. there. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm Super appreciative of, I mean, we're all doing a lot of self-quarantining, as we keep mentioning. Um, I mean, who knows? By the time this comes out, maybe it's all mandated quarantining and and we'll be recording from our individual homes. But uh, barring that happens, I I really love how so many people have taken it upon themselves to give to the u.s community Mm -hmm. i've noticed a lot mostly on instagram where there's a um a comedian eliza schlessinger she's been doing nightly cook with me like live things on her instagram and it's it's adorable and it's cute and people are legit tuning in and cooking with her. That's she's like, cool. I can't do my tour right now. And I'm going to do what I can to entertain some people. Cause that's what I do for a living, you know, but she's, I mean, she's not charging for it. And then I've also noticed, um, at least in the area that some local, um, I mean, gy- gyms are closed. Yeah. And so I noticed, um, orange theory fitness, they were posting daily workouts. That you My can,
0: yoga yeah, through Zoom, which exactly. No, was a thing. Yeah, conference call.
1: Yep. Website. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I was gonna. Yeah. That's the another one I was gonna mention is yoga studios are doing live yoga sessions. Other people are posting yo- like different yoga workouts, and because we're all a little stir crazy, and we still need to get out some energy, and so so that's that's something that's been kind of keeping me happy and a good positive note we've got some sunshine and we've got some people posting free workouts That's true. or ways to still get out energy and stay sane.
0: Yeah. The sun has been a huge perk. Cause so I was thinking if it was like mm-hmm. dreary and rainy right now, we would oh. all be like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you weather for participating in <laughs> keeping us sane. At least
0: letting dog walks not be miserable.
1: All right. Bye. Let's close out and cheers. Cheers. We don't really have. Well, <laughs> I, have, I, have I have another beer over here. We'll drink these <laughs> post-cred drinks. Thank you. For more information, we can be found on Instagram at Seattle underscore on underscore tap. Email at Seattle on tap at gmail.com or our website, Seattle on you can also like us on Facebook, and
0: all of the Seattle on Tap original music is provided by Bubble Bathism, courtesy of the Subterranot Recording Collective. <laughs>